following all adulting adults. You're tuning into The Grown Up Podcast, a show I created to talk about the struggles of the new millennium and share different perspectives in order to make sense of being a grown up. Along the way, I search for independent music, businesses, and individuals who make a way for themselves in the content creating industry via podcasts, books, blogs, vlogs, and more to show that we should support each other's ideas instead of tear them down. Tune into the podcast monthly and don't forget to follow me to stay up on new artists, new adventures, oh yeah, and more grown up shit. Now, let's get to the episode. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You just turned on. You just naturally on the wave. You just naturally on the wave. Better known as. Now. This is where independence is celebrated. And if you're ready to catch these waves, then let's go. What's good, everybody? My name is Dee, and welcome back to Grown Up, where you already know what we do. We talk about things in life, that grown-up shit that we just keep going through on a daily basis. And today, I have a little switch-up. This is still part of the Now segment, which is the Naturally on a Wave, where I introduce independent artists and I interview them. Um, but we have a special tie-in today. He also runs an amazing organization, and we're going to talk about that because it ties into his music career as well. So I'm excited that he reached out to me and I'm glad to have him here on the podcast today. So let's get it started. Um, Chad Harper, welcome. He is the CEO slash founder of Hip Hop Saved Lives. Welcome. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm happy to be on the show. And I like the name of the show, you know, Thank growing you. up stuff. Um, so yeah, let's get popping. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. So let's hop right into it. So Hip Hop Saves Lives is a nonprofit movement whose purpose is to redirect the effect hip hop has on the youth. Uh, So tell us how you founded your organization and give us a little more detail to add as far as what you do and and what you provide and things like that. Well, um, I founded the organization, I think, like back in 2006. I first got the uh, the idea okay. and it was brewing with me like back in 2004 when I was like, oh man, hip hop is really changing. We don't really have, you know, the public enemies anymore. Yeah. Uh, the Tribe Called Quest, you know, everybody yeah. was like, had really something conscious to say, meaningful to say, mm-hmm. still super highly entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. Like, 
when I think now when a lot of people think of like conscious hip hop, they don't realize that like Public Enemy sold millions of records. Yeah. Um, Tribe Called Quest, you know, so you know, it's hugely popular. Definitely. Um, it was just super creative, but kind of Tribe had that like kind of motherland feel a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was still very Queens, New Yorkish. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, public enemies from from Long Island, but anyway, I, I just felt like there was no more message in music, you know. Okay. Um. So, I kind of wanted to kind of bring that back, um, and it took. I went through a couple different routes, but it officially, really, really launched in 2012 when I started my youth program called okay. Kids Helping Kids, and I did that with a partner of mine named. Joel Cecilio, who had an organization called Negro's World. Basically, we would go into the schools, educate kids about social issues through okay. the works of humanitarians, and then have the kids write songs about what they learned, how they felt about the issue, um, understanding the culture of where that everyday hero that was working on that social issue lived. Because we didn't just do like issues in, this, in New York or the States, but we did other countries, other continents. Right. Um, just to give kids a global perspective, you know? Okay. So I realized, you know, and this was through trial and error, but I, I kind of realized like the best way to bring back conscious hip hop was to have kids create themselves, mm. you know, instead of saying like, okay, yeah, I get you like that, but check this out. Right. Didn't really work that well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, started this, this this curriculum for kids, got a contract with New York City schools, um, worked a lot with um, New York City uh, detention centers, homeless teen shelters, mm-hmm. um, kids on probation. I had a lot of city contracts and, you know, people were just blowing up my phone like, yo, this is great. Yeah. We need you everywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, so it had huge success. I had some of my kids performed at the UN here in New York. Other wow. kids um, performed. Uh, we were hired by Desmond Tutu's Foundation in South Africa to make an original song for him. Wow. Um, I, I was a guest speaker at Gandhi's Ashram in India. Wow. So it was super successful. It was an amazing time. I met amazing people, traveled the world. Um, and yeah, you know. That sounds exciting. That's really awesome. Uh, I On this podcast, you know, I talk about grown up things and the struggles that we go through and how things get created and that when we see an opportunity, we should go for it. And we never know what it leads to. And it seems like that opportunity led to an abundance of fun and excitement. So that's really great. Um, so you've worked with incarcerated children and you mm-hmm. told me that inspired you to work with children whose parents have been incarcerated as well. And I know that incarceration has been a pretty huge problem in the black community. So what mm-hmm. services do you provide um, incarcerated um children with to help guide them away from living a life in jail even after they become adults so going into the into the facilities here in new york city was it was kind of tough you know what i mean yeah um you you meet 13 14 year old kids that are doing seven eight months two Mm. three four years but the the kids that were doing like the seven eight months for like snatching the iphone it kind of hit me as a, as a kid that kind of grew up in the suburbs, knowing like, if I snatch the iPhone, the cops would pick me up, call my parents, my parents would come get me, yeah. and that'd be about it, you know what right. I mean? 
But when you're living in the city and you're low income, um, you get put into the system at 13, mm -hmm. 14 yep. years old. Um, so that was that was really tough. But we basically went in there. Um, I had a couple different organizations that hired me to do that work. One was Carnegie Hall, where we would go in for about a month, record music with the kids based on personal life experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so help them write songs, record songs, and then help them perform them. And at the end of the month, we would put on a show. Their parents would come, probation officers would come, or not probation probation officers, but everyone in the facility, all the okay. you know workers in the incarcerated facility would come. Um, and it was just like a, a month program, but I developed relationships with other organizations where it was more sustainable. You know, I would do six month contracts, um, but it was basically just songwriting about your personal experiences um, okay. to get you to um, really kind of understand what you've been through and, and kind of like self therapy type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yes. So just can you hold on one second? Yeah, definitely. I just want to grab a light to make this. Better. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. Minor intermission. Do 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 do. I may play some elevator music right here and be like do 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 do. Just getting things together, you guys. It's all good. Talking through it. <clears throat> yeah. There we go. Look at that. It's yeah. Nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Nice to see you. Okay. All right. So, um, again, more amazing opportunities being presented to you there. So you mentioned that you were doing songwriting with them. So how has music played its role in contributing to spreading awareness about the message that you're trying to send? And did you always want to um, incorporate music in this process and, you know, have it be involved? I mean, music was 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 the inspiration from day one. Mm. You know, my my whole thing was uh, putting putting the pen and the microphone back in front of the kids. Mm. Um, I felt like you know the messages of hip hop were driving them to incarceration. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting there with kids, and they're like, you know, when I got first locked up, I was like, yo, this is cool. Mm. You know what I mean? When the police put the cuffs on me, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm about to see what's see, see what's good, you know, in, in yeah. jail. And then they get there and they're like, and then they're like, yo, this is but, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the music, you know, had kids glorifying, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so for me to put the pen in the mic, you know, back in their hands and to hear their stories and have a kid write lyrics like that and explaining that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I had a young girl whose mother was a drug addict and she paid for her drugs through sex. And, um, you know, you got a 14 year girl writing lyrics like, mommy, how many men gonna come in and out the house today? Um, and then you wonder why she got in a fight at school and picked up a lock and beat mm. a girl in the head. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. she's, she's doing like three years. Mm. And if she's 14 and her mom's a, a drug addict and prostitute and you, 
And for the system just to be like, you yeah. know, just toss them away. Yep. You know what I mean? And yep. um, I was just like, so, so, someone has to give these kids a voice, give, you know, give, yep. create a platform for them to say what they're going through because yep. rappers aren't rapping about that. Definitely. You know, they're not keeping it that real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They tell you about the block and the heat and the, mm-hmm. and, the, and the beef. They're not telling you about the 14 year old girl whose mama is selling her body for crack. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, you had like Tupac doing that where Brenda had a baby back mm-hmm. in the day, but mm-hmm. not a lot of dudes is really picking up that torch and carrying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Definitely. I hear you. I'm, that's why I'm kind of, I love that I'm futuring this segment where I future all different kinds of music because as I'm going through listening to music that you independent artists are making, I'm hearing that message now starting to, you know, upbring. So I'm, I'm happy that this segment is, is, is doing that. So um, as an independent organization, nonprofit, uh, what are some of the obstacles that you've had to face starting the organization? And what are some of the resources you've been able to use to navigate yourself through those struggles? You know, um, to get a 501c3 is really, it was tough. It's some crazy paperwork. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to navigate that. I was really lucky that I had a friend who was a lawyer and she knew someone who worked at a like a crazy mega law firm and she was like, they have to donate a certain amount of hours mm-hmm. a year for nonprofits. So she connected me with this organization called New York Lawyers for Public Interest. Okay. Where you basically submit your idea of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if they like it, they connect you with some big law firm that has a bunch of hours that they have to donate. So I got all the paperwork done, um, you know, for me. Mm. They just asked me all the questions. Um, it took it took about two and a half years to actually get it in the mail. Um, wow. That's a but, long time. Yeah. And I think I they I went through like three or four different lawyers at the law firm because like once one lawyer is like, oh, I reached my donation time for the year. Mm, yeah. He or she's like, passing I'm right. passing you to the next one. <laughs> um, so you can tell like they didn't really want to do it, but yeah, they had to to get tax breaks. Um, yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So that was a big help, you know, getting the 501c3. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like, um, was there another part of your question? Um, yeah. So you said you said the resources you had. You were fortunate that you had a, a friend. Um, but uh, we can just move on to the next question because I think you kind of answered that in full. Okay. So, do you believe as a society we are starting to open our eyes a little bit more to kind of the problems and struggles, the real problems and struggles that we're having? Like, you know, it's starting to feel a little more empathy. Um, I, I, I would like to credit Black Lives Matter um, for their global contribution. Um, you know, I've, you know, I, w- I remember 2016 when like Black Lives Matter really kind of birthed in Ferguson when Mike Brown got shot yeah. and killed by the police officer. Um, and me and my friend traveled out there and did a documentary. And I kind of remember like, um, you know, Black Lives Matter 
they were in the streets protesting in Ferguson every day for like hundreds of days. It wasn't some weekend protest. It wasn't like, you know, a week or two. Um, it was super consistent. And I feel like that's the only reason why it was able to rebirth this year. Yeah. Um, you know, mainly mainly for George Floyd, but all the other ones included. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, uh, of course, there's still, you know, opposition to Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. but like it's a global movement now. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, of course, there's other social issues, um, you know, trans lives um, uh, and, and things of that nature. And I feel like Black Lives Matter has helped that as well. Yeah. You know, the trans community is like, hey, wait a minute. You know, if, if this is really getting some traction, mm -hmm. it's time to, to hop on, hop on a wing. Yep. You know what I mean? And I feel like. But really, I, I would really like to credit Black Lives Matter for really staying consistent in 2016 and giving it that platform to rebirth again. And okay. with that, um, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm here in, in Brooklyn. You, you have it painted in the street mm -hmm. on, on one of the main thoroughfares. A lot of buildings, you know, even in Times Square, there's a big billboard that says Black Lives Matter. Um, so in reference to you know, Black American issues, I feel like um, th th there's a definite huge shift. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Do you think but we're I, moving in the right direction? Do you see you have some hope a little bit? Um, I have some hope in Black Lives Matter. Do mm. I have hope in the government? No. Mm. Um, I feel like uh, the pressure must continue. The Definitely. intensity must, must stay high. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, they're pushing Juneteenth to be like a national holiday. And I'm just like, we didn't ask for that. We asked y'all to stop killing us. Yeah, yeah. That was wild to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We asked you, we, we want you to stop mass incarcerating us. Exactly. Giving us a holiday doesn't solve anything. Right. You know what I mean? Um, sure, it might bring awareness to that particular issue that was a couple hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't stop police from pulling the trigger. Yeah. So for me, it's like, okay, we're going to keep giving you these tokens and pacify you, which is what they've always done. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. I mean, that whole thing, I, uh, I had a few words that I want to say about it, but it's always kind of up in the air because people, you know, they have their own opinions, but um, that, didn't, that didn't make any sense to me. It's <laughs> like, it's just another, like you said, another token, like, do something yeah. better so yeah um do you have any any advice for people who want to understand the damage that incarceration has been for the black communities and why it's important to take a look at situations from a different perspective you know for me i mean because i teach subjects like this i do my own research um and i really feel like people need to take the time to just get on YouTube and type in and watch little three to five minute videos. It does not take long. Yeah. You can sit there for half an hour and watch four or five different videos and get a huge amount of information within like 20, 30 minutes. Exactly. Um, so I don't always want to just share what I feel because mm -hmm. You know, people will take that. Okay, that's your opinion. Mm -hmm. So my thing is always self-educate. You know, I got homies and homies in Kenya that that call YouTube YouTube University. 
Wow. <laughs> you know, they were like, we learn more from YouTube than anything. Yes, definitely. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if I have a problem with my new iPhone, like go on YouTube, yep. Yep. do this, do that. Like yep. YouTube is like educating the world. Exactly. So if you have any interest on learning anything, just go to YouTube, type in what you're looking for, watch four or five different videos to get different perspectives, but the information is there. Yeah. This this is not the 80s, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When we, you had no resources but books and libraries that yeah. you know were intimidating and big and thick and used vocabulary that you might not be able to comprehend, no. There's like, you, I don't know if you remember like, in the late 90s early 2000s you could go to like Barnes and Noble and it would yep. be like accounting for dummies yeah <laughs> um, you know and yeah that was that like yeah. you know for dummies was a whole mm-hmm. huge category yep a now it's in video form on YouTube you that can put in mass crazy. incarceration for dummies and wow. understand what's really going on you That's know what I mean insane. yeah yeah well I encourage the people we encourage the people please self-educate it's the best thing to do that's the only way that we're going to move forward as a society and be better for each other because we need to uplift each other and we have to support each other so um, how can people follow your movement and contribute to understanding and passing along your message um please go to hiphopsavesivestv.com um, and you can follow my work there and also my new clothing line which you see the t-shirt right here Please. BB Fly um, BB Fly actually get me one. yeah please do bbfly.live definitely and so I created that because I was like you know Harry Tubman fought mass incarceration I mean um, uh, slavery and mm-hmm. like you know Malcolm X and, and, and King fought um, Jim Crow and yeah. what we are facing now man, is mass incarceration right. we have to take that as serious as they took slavery as they took Jim Crow Yeah. Um, so you know this clothing line helps keeps like I, the goal is to raise money through the clothing line to fund re- like monthly regular trips to kids to visit their incarcerated parents because when I, when, when I work with kids who are incarcerated, I realize like big brothers are incarcerated, dads are incarcerated, that's why yes. little brothers are incarcerated and it's yes. just a family strike and because, you know, the, the family structure has been, has been broken. Yes, definitely. You know? Yes. Uh, but one last thing, please go on Spotify and Apple Music and look up the Brooklyn Globetrotter. That's my artist name. Awesome. Um, and uh, it's for a new project called I Am Black American. Yes. Which is a website I'm launching in August. I know I just gave you three websites, but I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Links will all be in the description. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> all right. So I am blackamerican.com is coming in August and it will be music, music videos, short documentaries, podcast interviews, book reviews, all on black American history. Um, I am creating a bunch of content to give teachers and students examples but yes. the majority i want teachers assigned to up to the to the website view the examples that i've created and have their students create their content so the goal is to have a entertainment educational website for black american history all student content created 
Definitely awesome. Well, that is it, you guys. Chad Harper, CEO and founder of Hip Hop Saves Lives. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know he gave you guys a mouthful at the end, so don't worry, I got you back. All the links will be in the description below where you can click them, go directly to his websites, go check out the music, go check out the the brand, the merchandise, go support, go educate, self-educate yourself on these websites as well. And please support, follow, retweet, comment, all of that stuff. Because like I mentioned, we have to support each other and uplift each other because that's the only way we're going to move forward as a society. So again, thank you, Chad, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And that's it for today, you guys. It's a natural in a wave. It's grown up podcast. Stay safe, be kind, and we out. All right. Peace and love. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.